0: Hello and welcome back to Newfound Pod, a bite-sized podcast about Newfoundland. I'm your host, Debbie Wiseman. This is Episode 23, the story of Mary Dowie and Flight 812. Mary Dowie isn't a household name in Newfoundland, and it seems like that's the way she wanted it. But Mary, who passed away last year at the age of eighty three, was an extraordinary person. She was the first living person to receive the Canadian Cross of Valor. That's the highest honor that the country awards for acts of bravery. She helped save the lives of over 100 people after a man took a plane hostage in what would become known as the Doomsday Flight. More on that later. Mary was born in 1933, the youngest of 14 children. Her family struggled, like most people did during the Great Depression. When she was just three years old, Mary's mother passed away. Her father had to make the heartbreaking decision to put Mary into an orphanage. The government at the time offered people money to take foster kids into their homes. Unfortunately for Mary, she was taken in by an awful woman who made her young life miserable. For the next six years, she was made to scrub floors, she wasn't sent to school, she didn't give her much food to eat, and she would regularly beat her. She survived by eating berries from the woods and other vegetables from neighbors' gardens. The woman always told Mary that someday she'd be found in the gutter where she belonged. Mary said, I really do think that's what gave me my health and strength. That prepared me for the worst in life, although I never thought of it that way at the time. When she was ten, she was brought to the orphanage in St. John's and was adopted by a loving couple who had tragically lost all but one of their children. Mary grew up happy and healthy in the community of Round Cove. After high school, Mary worked to earn enough money to attend nursing school. She trained as a psychiatric nurse, and a few years later, she decided to try and become a stewardess so she could see the world. At that time, a woman had to have a nursing training in order to get that job, so Mary was set. So in 1971, Mary was a flight attendant for Air Canada. She was on a flight from Calgary to Toronto, and her ordinary day of work turned into a nightmare. Not long into the flight, A man emerged from the washroom dressed all in black and wearing a black mask. He had a shotgun and a load of dynamite. He wanted $1.5 million and he wanted the flight diverted to Ireland. First he wanted them to refuel in Montana and pick up the money. Then he wanted to fly back to Canada to release the passengers. And then he wanted to take the money and go to Ireland. He claimed he was part of the Irish Republican Army and the money was going to go to them. But the IRA later said that he wasn't involved with them. He ordered Mary to sit, and he took out the dynamite and put the wires in her hands. He warned her that if the wires in the dynamite touched, it would blow up, taking everyone on board with it. Shortly afterwards, he accidentally shot the gun while waving it around. Everyone was okay, but Mary knew she had to try and keep the man calm. Remember, she'd been trained as a psychiatric nurse. For the rest of the flight, Mary talked to the man and held his hand. He had several outbursts, but Mary was able to calm him down and keep him from hurting any of the hostages. They landed in Montana, fueled up, got the money, and took off again. Mary used her training and persuaded the man to order the plane to land again back in Montana and release the passengers. He actually offered to let Mary leave the plane at the time with the passengers, but she was worried about her fellow crew members and decided not to leave. Even though he'd held the shotgun to her head and threatened to kill her many times, Mary was more concerned with him getting upset and hurting one of them if she wasn't there to talk him down. She said... I knew that if I got off, if I got up from his side, he would go berserk and shoot everyone else. I was like his security blanket, like a mother is." Mary was sure that the hijacker was going to kill her. She said, "'Well, God, it looks like you want me to die. I don't want to die, but Lord, give me the knowledge so that these people on this plane don't have to die with me.'" Once the plane had dropped off the passengers and was back in the air, the man decided he didn't want to go to Ireland. He wanted to take the money which was only $50,000. He didn't know that, though, because he didn't check it to make sure. And he wanted to jump out of the plane with it. He'd tied a rope around the parachute he brought, but he'd made the knot so tight he couldn't untie it. He grabbed a life jacket, thinking it was a parachute. He still had the dynamite and threatened to connect the wires and blow up the plane if anyone tried to stop him. But he had to use two hands to open the emergency door to make his escape. And when he laid down his weapons, the crew pounced. They were able to eventually subdue him and the plane landed safely after almost eight hours of this. He later told his psychiatrist that Mary knew exactly how to do it. She just kept talking and talking and talking. I couldn't concentrate on what I was supposed to do. The hijacker was treated at the hospital. Later, he was tried and convicted and sentenced to four life sentences and 15 years for extortion and kidnapping. And this will probably make you mad. He served only seven years of that before he was released. It may have been ten years. I read both and I couldn't find a story about his release to explain why he got out so early. He later told the press that the reason he had hijacked the plane was for money and attention and because he was upset after a breakup. Ugh. I listened to this podcast from comedians, the Sclar Brothers and Daniel Van Kirk. It's called Dumb People Town. This guy would fit right in. We all hope that we know what we do if we found ourselves in a situation like this. We hope we'd be brave, and we hope we'd do the right thing, but you really don't know until you're there. So I'm blown away by Mary's bravery. In 1975, she was presented with the Cross of Valor, while her fellow crew members received the Order of Canada. When Mary found out one of her crew members wasn't going to be honored, she told an official at Government House that if they didn't give it to him too, she'd give him half of her award, so they ended up giving him the Order of Canada as well. Mary credited her training and her faith in God with saving her that day. She ended up working for Air Canada for 35 years before retiring. When she wasn't flying, she was working as a nurse. She even spent six months in Nepal nursing and training other nurses. She made her home in Mississauga for 50 years and passed away in 2017. Her family and friends laid her to rest in Bedavert here in Newfoundland as per her wishes. Her niece Nora had this to say about her aunt. I think the thing that she really would want people to know is that it doesn't matter where you came from, and it doesn't matter how rough your start was. You're in control of yourself, and you're in control of your life. If you want to work hard, you can make anything of your life. That's what she wanted to do. She wanted to make something of herself. Thanks so much for listening today. If you can, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. I'd really appreciate it. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter, just search for Newfound Pod. The site with all my previous episodes is newfoundpod.com. And you can contact me at newfoundpod at gmail.com. Thanks so much to my supporters on Patreon. If you'd like to support me there, you can do so for as little as $1 a month. And you can support me for free by sharing episodes with your friends and your followers. Thanks again, everyone, and I'll talk to you soon.